you take a seat, why don't you turn around and say hi to about three people. Say, what's your name? I haven't met you before. If you haven't, just saying you're looking amazing today. Let's give people a bit of a greeting, a welcome, and invite them back to church next week. And Awesome, awesome. Hallelujah. Well, wow, wow. Where's Victor today? Sandra, where's Victor? Is he... Uh, is he unwell? Is he, uh, he's at the shock of the engagement of the daughter. Is it just, it's just this little girl's going to get married. And uh, he's just, he's just, I, I understand it. I, uh, I, I know the feeling. Don't they grow up too fast? You know, I was looking, actually, I said to Anita halfway through the worship, I was like, um, who's going to clean this? Because it's like, it's like there's thousands of tons of, <laughs> slight exaggeration, uh, of, of glitter stuff here, tinsel tinsel there, and I, I, I thought, you know, as the kids kids do that, you know, it's so beautiful to see them in the church. I know some, some people might go, oh, it's just crazy having all the kids, but I'm going to tell you, kids do grow up so far. I want them to be having fun in church. Can I hear, uh, I, only two of you said amen there. I said, I want kids to have fun in church. You know, the, the thing is, if you want church all tidy and all organized and all that, I mean, we, we, we'll organize, of course we'll, we'll, we'll do that, but, but I want to tell you, there, there's something about having a mess. Uh, a holy mess, because the reality is all of us are a holy mess. Come on. Uh, I, I mean, we've we got stuff going on. Don't look at me like that. It's like we've all got issues, haven't we? We've all got issues. Anybody know anybody with issues? Come on. Come on. Are you sitting next to them? Come on. It's just that we've all, we've all got issues. You keep quiet on the cheap seats down there. It's like, the, the you know, the, this is what, I always remember a preacher saying, I think it was Ewan McManus, he, he was just like, you know, sooner or later, you know, there are things, you know, if you're a bit of a perfectionist, you like to clean windows, and your grandkids are putting fingerprints on the windows, and they're sticking stickers all over the windows, and it's like, oh, one day those will all be gone. They, you know, they smudged this and messed that. One day it'll all be gone. And so we got, we got to treasure the mess. And, and, and just, again, enjoy your mess. And just know, we're going to redeem it, amen, who's working in our lives. And, and, and he's taking care of our mess and making it a message, amen. amen. And, and just, just sorting, sorting stuff, uh, stuff out that needs sorting. If you're new to church today and you, you, you come in here and you go, oh, these people have it together. No, they don't. No, they don't. We're here because Christ saved us. We're here because Jesus, uh, we, we had an encounter with Christ and he turned his life around. You might look at, look at the pastor and go, oh, he's got it all together. No, no, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, enough said, right? So it's like, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a long night on the couch tonight. I just, it's... Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, we're, we're actually going to take a break at the end of this. Uh, we're, we're <laughs> no, we're, Ian and Helen are going to pray for us later on, but we're, we're at the end, but we're going on holiday, so uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Is that a happy clap? Thank God, you, thank God he needs it. Get out of here. But we're going to India tomorrow, and we're going to, to be there for a couple of months. We're taking a sabbatical, two months. Every seven years we do that, and the uh, church uh, bless us and send us out. We, we save for it over the 
seven years or whatever, so every seven years. So uh, we're, we're going to do that tomorrow. We're going to fly to India for two months. And Anita's mum's turning 91, uh, 91. So we're going to go. And so Ruben's coming uh, with us. And um, so Ajia and Jeremy and the three grandkids are going to stay for a few weeks, not the whole time we're, uh, we're there. Um, but we're, we're going to have, have, have a good, good break. And, you know, I would say we'd be thinking of you, but we won't. Uh, um, Anita will. Anita will. Anita will think of you. I won't. I, I just, I'm just going to make it clear. Right, Alan, that's the way to do a holiday, right? Absol- absolutely. That is the way. That is the way to do it. That is the way to do it. So, um, so Shane is going to, she's engaged. Natalie, um, Natalie, you're, you're going to get married in a, in a few weeks, aren't you? So you'll get, you're getting married, married too. All our kids are growing up, Jared. They're growing up. Growing up. Wow. I, the kids have been, like, right, Sandra? I mean, since they're babies in the church. They're growing up, and they're just, that, that's community. It's like, you do life, you're not designed to do life alone. Love all the people watching online, wherever you're watching in the world. But I want to tell you, we, we, to be in the room's a whole different, different thing. We do life. We do life together. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we've got the barbers here. Too. Is that your parents, John? Come all the way from England. That's that. That's cool. Welcome, welcome from England. That's great to have you. John used to watch the service in his bath. Did you know that? Yeah. It was awkward for us, but it was just like it's like turn the camera off, John. No. All right, don't get me started. Welcome, kia ora, and welcome to uh, New Zealand. Well, Christmas is here, so I thought I'd start with some Christmas cheer. <laughs> oh, oh, look at you. Look, I've scoured the earth for three good Christmas one-liners. It's not easy. But I want to tell you, these, these, these are going to be the best jokes you're going to hear today. Uh, um, but, 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 you know, I, like I said, I didn't just grab the first ones. I really looked hard. I was like, that's useless. That's dumb. But, but please help me out. The last service didn't help me out at all. <laughs> but I think these, are good. these brought a smile to my face. Are you ready? To the person next to you and say, I love Christmas jokes. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Here's a go. Now, I think this is a good one. Anita didn't get it, but I think it's a good one. What do you call a reindeer that tells jokes? A comedian. Oh, man. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> a hard crowd to please. Okay, here's a, here's a good one. What do you call Santa when he takes a break? Santa pause? Okay, they got a little... Okay, here's the third. This is my favorite. What do you call a snowman with sunburn? A puddle? Come on, that's a good one. That is a good one. That is a good one. It's good. Now, I, I had this other one, but I was like, oh, man. When I was looking at it, I was like, there's, there's too much truth in this. It really hits home. It was like, what are the four stages of life? What are the four stages of life? Here they are. Here's the four stages of life. Number one, you believe in Santa Claus. That's the first stage. Number two, the second stage of life is you don't believe in Santa Claus. Uh, The third stage of life is you are Santa Claus. Come on. 
and number four, number four, the fourth stage of life is you actually look like uh, Santa Claus. I, I'm going to be honest here, and the, the truth at home, I'm getting into stage three. Any other stage three is here, I'm rounding off, I'm getting, uh, I see that, Shane, I thank you for that honesty, but... But you know, I I I'm, I could be the person they ask now. Hey, could you be? We got a we got a party on. Could you? I'm kind of kind of in that zone, and I know some of you are going. Yes, that's me too. I'm 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 feeling that. In fact, in this church, we actually have uh, uh, Reg. Reg, I don't know if he's here today, but but Reg is Reg is an actual Santa Claus. He's down at the mall in Porirua. He's doing the Santa Claus thing. He went through Santa Claus commando training and just all that kind of thing. It was brutal. He told me it's brutal. He's like climbing under barbed wire in the, in the, you know, trying to get through, you know, how do you get out of the mall with the kids chasing, chasing, yeah, he, he talked about some of the tactical things that they had to learn as Santa Claus, you know, when, when the, when the, um, ba- uh, the kids are sitting on the knee at the mall, you know, sometimes they look, they look, you know, like afraid, like they're para- paralyzed, what that is, what, what that is, uh, Reg explained it to me, because he's now in category three, he's a Santa Claus commando, he said these are nerve areas. We, we're trained how to, how, if the kid's naughty and we need him to be nice, when they sit on the knee, we just know there's little pressure points that if we just place a little little finger there, just a little touch there, you think they're paralyzed. They can't move because Reg has got the pressure point on, trained as a Santa Claus uh, commander. But I'm getting to uh, stage three right now. Gia, my daughter, was telling me that in her hunt for decorations this year, she was surprised how difficult it was to find nativity scenes. If you're looking, they're hard to find. Yeah, in fact, it's hard to find anything to do with the actual meaning of Christmas. In fact, their presence is conspicuously absent from the shelves of our malls and I want to say, as you go about your shopping, your Christmas shopping, do ask the stores, where are they? Where's the nativity scene? If they have a nativity scene, can I encourage you to buy it? And, and, and to, to say thank you so much for having that in your, your store. I think it's important. Because slowly... Year after year, our culture, and it's just, I don't know what's happening in the West. I don't think it's, it's certainly not happening in India. You'll go, we'll go, go to Goa and there'll, there'll be Christmas, Christmas galore. But slowly, our, our, our Western culture, year after year, continually allows the devil to dumb down Christmas. Which makes it all the more important, I'm speaking to parents here today, which makes it all the more important for you as parents to teach your children the true meaning of Christmas, the true meaning and message of, of Christmas. I mean, you can't expect the children's church people to do it. They'll, they'll do something. You, can't, you know, as amazing as my sermons are, okay? <laughs> but, 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 but again, in 25 minutes here, you, you're not going to... You, this is not enough. Oh, yeah, they'll take care of it, pass it. No, no, you as parents need to make sure that you are uh, 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 soaking your kids in the message of Christmas, the true, because if you don't teach them, somebody else will. If you don't teach them, the culture of the society will, uh, will teach them. 
You know, I've been around a while, and I, I, I know sometimes we, we, we just have that kind of, it's just kind of Christmas bashing or Christmas talk where, where and hey, I've, I've been guilty of it myself, but it's that thing like, oh, I hate carols. Who even is Carol? I mean, it's just like, no, I don't know. I, I hate carols. And can I encourage you to stop doing that? See, carols, and again, I'm not talking about Jingle Bells, Batman Smells, Robin Lazy. I'm not talking about that kind of carol. That, that needs to go. But I'm talking about biblical carols, carols that have within them the theology that sends the message. Friends, can I encourage you, play them in your home. Allow the theology of that to, because they'll, re, they'll remember those things. The, the, they'll remember those, the, those words. They go, let them go deep. Again, especially those with, with biblical with themes, it goes deep into the heart of our kids. Because if you don't teach them, somebody else will. If you don't tell them this is important, someone else will tell them what is important. And it's up to us as parents to, to give them the reason for the season, we, 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 the, the, the meaning behind the message. And some of these songs, oh, come all ye faithful, so some of these songs have such power and such meaning behind them. Don't miss the moment to share the message to your Children, that they might share it to their children's children and their children. Oh, little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. Yet in the dark, thy dark street shineth the everlasting light. The hope and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. For Christ is born of Mary and gathered all above. While mortals sleep, the angels keep their watch of wondering love. O morning stars together, proclaim thy holy birth and praises sing to God the King and peace to men on earth. O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep, thy silent stars go by. Yet in the dark street shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. As Christians and at Christmas, we must remember and celebrate the birth of Christ, the very reason for the season. And of course, we are not just celebrating the birth of a baby. We are celebrating the birth of a king. I'll say that again. My microphone's not working. We are celebrating the birth of a king. I saw an Instagram post this week. It was kind of cute. It had a picture of a, of a manger, and above the manger were written the words, the first king-size bed. Of course, Jesus was not just a king. The Bible calls him the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And so at Christmas, we, we are celebrating the birth of a savior. We are celebrating the birth of hope. 
our deliverer and deliverance. We're our redeemer and our redemption. We're celebrating and remembering that we are celebrating the birth of a message and a Messiah. A message that proclaims and declares, as it says in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18, that though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, I will make them as white as well. This is a message. A message that speaks hope to a lost soul and to a lost people. Is there any way to be saved? Is there any way that we can know God, listen, my friends. He can take your mess and make it a message. He can take your sin and your muck-ups and your stuff-ups and he can make it as wide as snow. Listen, not because of anything you've done, but because of what he has done on the cross of Calvary, we can stand made whole, redeemed, and restored. Though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, I will make them as white as wool. See, we're remembering today, we're celebrating and with great, great joy. It should be celebrated with joy. That's all I want to kind of stop bashing Christmas. It's like a Western thing. Oh, man, I hate it. Don't hate it. Yeah, hate the commercialism of it. Hate all that kind of stuff if you want. But I want to tell you as Christians, if we, this is our festival. This is our celebration. If we don't celebrate it, who will? Celebrate it. Anita's loving this. She's preaching this. She's like, how much budget for more lights do I get? That's what she's, I'll tell you, that's what's going through her mind right now. What's the budget for lights? You know, we're taking so many suitcases to India. I bet you she's going to fill them all with lights on the, on the, on the way back. We're celebrating the great joy of the fact that Christ sent his son for God so loved. John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Friend, my, you might be here today and you go, I'm, I'm just not good enough for, for God. I've got, I've got and, and the truth is you're not. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You're not good enough. But see, we're saved not because, not because we give our lives. We're saved because he gave his life. For God so loved the world, he loved you. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that everyone who believes in him, do you believe? Everyone who believes in him shall not perish. Life has many choices. Eternity only has two. That everyone who believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Jesus goes on to say in the very next verse, John 3, verse 17, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. We celebrate today the incarnation of our Lord, the fact that God became flesh, incarnate in the one Christ Jesus. I want to read a big passage of scripture 
today the, from, the, from, the bio, from the Bible. How many think it's good to read the Bible? <laughs> I think it's a, it's a good place. We should read the Bible and church. But this is a big passage of Scripture that reminds us of what Christ, who Christ is and what he has done. It's in John chapter 1, verses 1 through 18, but it says this, and please hear it this, and allow it to soak into your spirit. Because this is what we're celebrating. This is the power of what we're celebrating today. It says this in John chapter 1, verse 1. It says, in the beginning, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. And it says, through Him, through this Word, through this, this Word, through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. You're looking for life? In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Friend, you might be walking in a dark season right now. You might be walking in a dark place. You might have areas of your life where darkness is. I want to tell you, let his light in. Light will always overcome darkness. Always. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John, speaking of John the Baptist. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light so that through him all might believe. Do you believe? He himself was not the light. He only came. He came only as a witness to the light. Verse 9, the true, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him, did not, didn't understand. There's so many people, again, this is why it's so important. Most people don't understand why Christ came. What, what, what is this, what is this about? Why do I need Jesus? What did he come to save us from? He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet, yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh, incarnate, alive. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling, His tabernacle among us. And we have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace. And truth. You see, for the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. 
The law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. You need grace today? Oh, I'm preaching truth. But you need grace today? Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God but the one and only Son who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father. He's made him known. Hebrews 1 verse 3 tells us of Jesus. The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation. You want to know what the Father's like? Look at Jesus. The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of His being, sustaining all things by His powerful Word. 16th century priest and dean of Canterbury, John Boyce, said it this way. Oh, I love it. He said, in creation, the Lord made man like himself, but in our redemption, he made himself like man. Oh, that's so good. I'm going to say that again. That does my soul good. In creation, the Lord made man like himself, but in our redemption, you know, you understand, we're made in the image of God, male and female. That's it. In creation, the Lord made man like himself, but in our redemption, he made himself like man. God made his dwelling, his tabernacle, his tent among us. That's why we, we, we spoke before as those words come up, Emmanuel, which means God with us. He used to sing a song years ago, Emmanuel, Emmanuel, his name shall call Emmanuel, God with us, revealed in us. Who remembers that song? Anyone knows that song? All right, I'm glad I didn't start singing it because only about five of us. I tried that last week. It didn't work. <laughs> Poor worship team was stressing out. Haven't heard that one. Bring back scripture and song. Amen. Come on. Love it. I'm actually listening to all these old songs these days. I like it. I like it. It brings, brings back memories of my, my salvation and the way God... Tell me, and I remember hearing those songs for the first time, and I was just like, "Whoa!" Well, they just came alive. There's just the Bible, and just shakabunda, yeah. God made His dwelling among us, Emmanuel. The Scripture says, "Made His dwelling among us," and because He dwelled among us, because He tabernacled among us, because He lived among us, because God became became flesh. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the, and the Word became, the Word that was God became flesh, Jesus, and dwelt, um, uh, dwelt among us. And because He, he, he dwelt, dwelt among us, he, he gets us. He understands us. And, and, and some of us are difficult to understand. Some of us are difficult, right? Some of us, you know, you're thinking of somebody right now, hopefully you're not sitting next to them, but that says, some of us are difficult to, to, to understand, but he gets you. No matter how, you know, maybe no one else gets you. Like maybe other people will forget your name. He'll never forget you. It's carved, you, you know, it's carved on the palm of his hands. He, he, he won't forget you. And maybe no one else in your workplace will get you, but, but he gets you. Maybe, maybe no one else in church gets you. You don't know what, what I've walked through, but he, but he gets you. He understands you. So Hebrews 4 verse 15 says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize 
with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, and there's a lot of ways, yet, 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 yet he did not sin. I love how, how the message paraphrased, I don't use that, this a lot, but I like how Eugene Peterson puts it here, he says, we don't have a priest who is out of touch with our reality. He's been through weakness and testing, experienced it all, all but the sin. He gets us. And that's why it goes on to say in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, let us then, and we used the scripture last week, let us then with confidence, when you approach God, you don't have to be like, oh, no, he's your father, our father. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in in time of need. He gets you. No one else might. Other people, they just, they might, might not, but, but he gets you. That's why we can approach him. There's nothing that, 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 that shocks him more. So, ooh, I didn't know that. Another 16th century Puritan preacher, the Reverend William Dyer. Oh, I love this. He said, Christ uncrowned himself to crown us and put off his robes to put on our rags and came down from heaven to keep us from hell. He came from heaven to earth that he might send us from earth to heaven. That's the gospel, my friend. A friend of Dyer's named Thomas Watson, another Puritan preacher of the 16th century, said, Christ took our flesh upon him that he might take our sins upon him. That's why, you know, if you've been in this church for a while, you know my favorite scripture. It's it's just 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21. For he made him, Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, for you that we might become not just forgiven, not just forgiven, but that we might become the righteousness of God in him, in Christ. We celebrate today this, this Christmas season. We celebrate that God became flesh. Thank God for that. For there's no other way that man can be saved. No other way. Our righteousness is filthy rags before a holy God. We celebrate the fact that God became flesh. Although we couldn't reach up, he reached down. And the arm of the Lord is not too short. They cannot say. We celebrate God became flesh. He dwelt among us and we have seen his glory. God didn't send a program. He didn't send a plan. He sent himself. His son. He didn't give a program. He didn't give a plan. He gave himself. The son of God became the son of man. Why? 
so the Son of Man might become the sons of God. That's what we're remembering this Christmas. And so as I draw this to a close, I want to just ask, do you know this, Jesus? Do you know this, King? Do you know this, Savior? Do you know this, this hope? You might say, well, Pastor, I'm trying to sort my life out. Stop trying to sort your life out. And surrender your life to him. See, see that's, I, 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 I've said this for years, but it illustrates it so well. Christ does not say to us, sort yourself out, and then you can follow me. He says, follow me, and I'll sort you out. I'll deal with it. This is justification and sanctification, the beauty of it. He justifies us and then he sanctifies us from glory to glory. Working on the inside of us. That's what he does. Someone said this, one of the true mysteries is not that this majestic God inhabits the entire universe and sits enthroned over it. No, the true mystery is that the majestic God who fills the universe can also inhabit and dwell in our lives, in our hearts. Do you know him today? How can I know him, Pastor? Well, John 1 verse 10 says, we read it before yet, to all who did receive him. To those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. We're saved not because we give, but because he gave. He made a way where there seemed to be no way. At the birth of Jesus, the scriptures tell us that when the three wise men found Christ in a humble manger, they bowed down and worshipped him. Sometimes you see stickers on the bumpers of cars that say, wise men still seek him. Will you be numbered among the wise? Will you open the door of your heart? The Bible says he knocks on the door of a heart. If we would open it, he will come in. Would you open your heart? Would you worship him? Again, it's not about how bad you are. It's about how good he is. The truth is, the scriptures say, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, but the gift of God, you're looking for a present at Christmas? I'm giving you the gift of God. The gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. Jesus said this, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory and the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. You've heard the truth of his gospel, but maybe you need his grace today. Friends, this cup is full, it never runs out, it never runs dry. 
Would you receive him today? In a moment, I'm going to pray a prayer, and that prayer is just one. And we're going to all pray it together, but it's just a prayer that says, I need to get my life right with you today. I've tried to do it my own way. I, today, God, I'm surrendering it to you. I've heard your message, be my Messiah. Be the king over my life. Maybe you've grown up in church, but you've never received him. Maybe you believed in Please understand, when we talk about belief, a lot of people in the world say they believe God. Can I say it's not just a mental assent to a set of facts. Even the devil believes in God. It's not that kind of belief. It's not head knowledge information. It's heart knowledge transformation. It's allowing God to transform your life, saying you be the king. I believe that you died on the cross. I believe that you came in the flesh. I believe that you can save me. It's that kind of belief. If you're saying here, I, I believe, I, I need to get right, I need your saving grace, I need a fresh touch of grace. Maybe you've been walking through crap all week and you're going, man, I just need the saving grace of God afresh in my life. I need to get right with Him again. I need to stop mucking around and fooling around. Just set my life on course again and allow him to be the king. God didn't send an army or a navy. He sent a baby with all the hope that rests with a new birth. You can have new birth today in Christ. With every head bowed and every eye closed, no one looking around if you're here today and you're saying, Pastor, that's me. I know I need to get right with God today. I know I need to, need to sort myself out. I know I need to surrender myself. And I know the only way to do that is to, to give my life to you. Maybe you're a prodigal son returning. Maybe you're a, whatever it is, you're going, I need to come back home. You just know you need to get right with God. In a moment, I'm going to pray a prayer that we're all going to pray. If that's you and you're saying, Pastor, I need to be included in that prayer. If that's you today, with every head bowed and every eye closed, would you just put your hand up and say, that's me, Pastor. I need to get right with you today. Thank you. Anyone else? You know you need to get right with God. This is the day of your salvation. Hallelujah. Is there anybody who knows they should have put their hand up, but they didn't put their hand? Maybe fear of man, or you're just like, man, and you're going, I, I, yeah, that's me. I, I should have put, I know I should have put my hand up, but I didn't. Any, anybody here? I just want to, just before I just want to give a moment for that. You know you should have put your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And so we're going to all together pray this prayer, everyone with me. Repeat after me, Lord Jesus. I come to you today, a sinner in need of a Savior. Today I turn from my sin and turn towards God. Be my Savior and my Lord. Today I trust in you 
with all my strength. Lord, you will direct my days and my path. I give my life to you, for you gave your life for me. This I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we put our hands together for those who said yes to Jesus? If you prayed that for the first time today on your way out of the service, I just want to encourage you to um, grab a Bible. The pastor will be holding a Bible at the back. And um, j- just grab one of those. Keep coming to church and allow God to minister to your heart. Do not forget the reason for the season. Teach your children. Sing about it. Play those songs. Yes, it might drive people crazy, but sing the songs unashamedly. Jesus is the reason for the season. Amen. Before I pronounce a blessing over you, Pastor Ian and Helen, I'm just going to pray a blessing. Dear, if you, you'd come, come up here and um, if you could just stand and just as we go, um, So Adam said at the start of the service. Oh. I was going to say oh, something. Okay. Um, Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm very, cra- very crazy about Christmas. And I, I just realized when he was talking about singing, my dad used to gather us together after work and he'd come with, he'd type these carols on an A4 paper and give it to all our kids, five of us. And after work, he'd come and make us sit down in the courtyard and we'd sing Joy to the World. That was his favorite song, hymn, carol. And, um, and the rest of them. But when it came to joy to the world, he would just sing it so loud and we would just sing and giggle with him, all the girls, you know. But that's how it was, it was placed in my heart to sing. I love carols. I absolutely love Christmas. I love Easter too, but Christmas is my favorite season. So I think that's why I, I'm crazy about it. Yeah, you're crazy, all right. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. Crazy. I'm not going to sing. Okay. All right. Hey, uh, these guys are, uh, have, don't they do an amazing, brilliant job? Yeah? yeah? Louder, 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 louder. Thank you. So, uh, you know, we've got the best senior pastors in the galaxy. Oh, uh, and, uh, you know, pressure, pressure. once every seven years, they get this opportunity to go on a sabbatical. And so uh, we want to send them uh, with our love into their sabbatical, uh, release them, you know, just with all our good thoughts, good wishes, and most importantly, our prayers, yeah, so um, we just, we just want to let you know that you are loved greatly, Uh, you are appreciated greatly, Uh, and for the next two months, let's not bugger them, (laughs) okay, Uh, but you know, we just, we just uh, want you to have a great time over in India and just be released and have uh, that just freedom and joy and rekindle. I don't know something. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Settle down. Sorry, Uh, but yeah, uh, enough of that. Um, So, uh, Father God, thank you uh, for this. Yes. Yes, dear. Been, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, I just wanted to. So I had a word for you guys. I, I know I've said it in the first service, but I think sometimes important that people hear um, what's important you hear. Um, and I just had a sort of treasure box, and in that treasure box, I felt well, I showed, the Lord showed me He was opening it up, and there were two diamonds in the treasure box, and I felt Lord say that they, this is you guys, mm. and that uh, diamonds are. There's two ways to create a diamond. One is to uh, create it in a lab. 
and there's a, another way, and that's it's hard fought for. It's 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 dug out of the earth, and and I felt the Lord say that that's you guys. You're the real deal, and uh, you are bright shining diamonds, and He is just so pleased with you. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. All right, reach out your hands, people, and let's just uh, pray pray these guys into their sabbatical. Oh, no. Father God. Thank you that you have placed leaders among us, Father God, and thank you for these two in particular that are just uh, so important to us as individuals and corporately as this church and, and indeed uh, our movement across the nation. We just we thank you for who they are, what mm. they've done, uh, but most importantly, just um, you know who they are in you. Mm. And so we just pray at this time that you, uh, you give them that peace, that relaxation, that uh, recharge the batteries, uh, uh, just like a Tesla. Uh, that needs recharging, Lord. We just pray that uh, you you recharge them. You you be the the life force, the blood that kind of flows through mm. their veins, Father God. Just top them up, fill them up, do whatever you need to do, mm. Father God. Uh, uh, and uh, just most of all, I guess, be with them uh, as your Abba Father, mm. as their Abba Father. Uh, Lord, mm. just uh, you know, envelop them in your love, um, hold them in the palm of your hand, uh, and just you know, really just. Just love on them, Father mm. God, please. And, and we ask that in the name of Jesus and everyone in, in, the, in the church this morning said, Amen. 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 So, Amen. Thank you. Hey, just sound the stage. Let's just, oh, yeah, okay. Well, we can clap there. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it, I can tell you. I can tell you. Hey, let me just pronounce this blessing over you. Come on, Pastor, just stretch out your hands. And let's stretch out and just pray a blessing over you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Amen. Hey, if you need prayer for anything, over to the side. Spence and Hannah are there, ready to pray with and for you for anything. Otherwise, have a beautiful time of fellowship, and uh, we'll see you when we, we get back. God bless.